Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula with Andrew Rogers. Hey there. We are here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln for our hour number three. It is time now for that Hurt at Hot Seat. Mm hmm. All the hard-hitting questions that you got to know, sports, non-sports, whatever comes to our minds, it is time for the Hurt at Hot Seat. Let's do it. You want to start or you want me to start? Ravi, I'll kick it off. Let's finish the sentence for me. Okay. Creighton will finish the college basketball season. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will finish the college basketball season. I'm Mm -hmm. very confident in that. There's no period. Uh, In the Final Four. Why is that? Because I think they're a little bit better than they were last year. They were in the Elite Eight last year. It's not a huge logical jump there. Um, but but like we talked about with our guy John Fanta, they yeah. did have an easier path once March rolled around. March and is, we saw how the bracket played out. Yeah, March is a little bit of a crapshoot with matchups and things like that. Um, I do think this is a Final Four quality team. Predicting March success is difficult. Um, I do think this is a team that could win – Pretty easily, just off the top of my head, 27, 28 games. I think the regular season is going to be dramatically better than it was last year for a lot of the reasons that John Fanta talked about. Um, you're assuming health in this situation, mm-hmm. but um, I, I think they will be closer to that. I don't know. I don't remember how many exact games they play this year, but like 27 and 6, 28 and 5, somewhere in that neighborhood, as opposed to taking you know, double-digit regular season losses. I don't think that's on the table for them this year. And, yeah, I do think this is a team – I think this is a Final Four quality team. I think they're a better fit uh, together than they were last year. I think uh, diversifying the playmaking options in terms of primary ball handlers is a huge benefit to them. Um, even if, in a vacuum, Ryan Nemhard might be more talented than Steven Ashworth – because of the specific skills that Stephen Ashworth brings to the table, I think it's a better fit for Creighton. So, um, yeah, I think they end up in the Final Four. Okay, what if I changed it to they will enter March Madness as what ranking? Uh, top three seed. I think that I think the it's top right. top they win twenty eight games. They better yeah. be a three yeah. seed. <laughs> At the, yeah, a, a top three seed. So it could be a little better than that. Um, I think this is a team that'll be in that top 12-ish range in the rankings pretty much all year. Um, Twelve, If they drop below like a 15, I'd be pretty surprised at any point. Um, yeah, so I think that, that translates, depending on how the Big East is and, and how that'll impact their strength of schedule. Um, I, I think they're a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think Creighton is definitely a Final Four team. I think this is the year that you see Creighton in the Finals. Okay, going I, all the I, way I'm to gonna, the final. I'm, I'm going to go all, all the way up. I'm not going to say well, they maybe, win, maybe. Sure. but I think they're going to give this Omaha community 
a lot to celebrate in March. I hope you're right. I mean, I hope if they uh, if they make the Final Four that they get like a Bud Crawford like parade, like let's do the whole thing. It's you uh, look at this team up and down, mm-hmm. and yes, we talk about it all the time. It seems like the pieces that are in place are a better fit than they were last year. I mean, they may have had a lot of talent on mm-hmm. the roster last year. Awkward but, fits, though. Uh, yeah, it did seem a little awkward at points, and I agree with John Fanta. There were times last season where people wanted just to get their, their shot. Yeah. They, they wanted to, to get their points. And this year, when you have a guy like Stephen Ashworth to start, um, a guy that just facilitates, like that's, that's in his DNA. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to move the basketball around. I remember watching film um, in the offseason. I remember watching uh, different scrimmage film of him. And I remember watching his tape at Utah State. And not only can he score, yes, but his ability to work off a pick and roll mm-hmm. and not think that he has to score when he comes off of that screen, his ability to move the ball when he doesn't have the ball. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is he's not dribbling the ball. Say Alexander's the point guard in this case, and they're moving the ball. They – you're at the top of the key. You go Shireman to the left. Shireman goes back to – goes back to uh, Trey, and he dishes it off to – Ashworth, in this case, on the right wing, Ashworth isn't looking to score. He's looking to feed it inside to Kalkbrenner. He's looking to go one more pass, one extra pass, and find the better shot. That's just kind of who he is. Um, And then the addition of of Trout, too, I think is Mm -hmm. a better fit as well, not only defensively, but also in terms of moving the basketball on offense, not feeling like he has to get his points all the time either. This team has to work more through Ryan Kalkbrenner. I said it last year. I'll say it again. They need him to score 10-plus points a game and have 10-plus rebounds in order to be a winning team yeah I think I'd love it if if he was even a little higher than that if he was in that 15 points you know 15 points 8 to 10 rebounds a game I'd feel really good about that he'll probably have to rebound a little more than he did last year because you don't have a Kaluma there Um, but yeah I I think the I think the pieces fit so much better um, and I think you're going to see just a really cohesive team. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, if Creighton does go to the finals, it will be as a four seed. Oh, you're going four seed. Okay, a little lower. All right, that's fair. I mean, there's not a ton of difference, I feel like, between the three and the four line most years. Um, so you think regular season record, and we can do this next week too, but mm-hmm. ballparking, what do you, what do you think? Like uh, I, I would, I would say wins? 25 to 27 wins. Okay, somewhere in there. So just, we're in the same neighborhood. But it, it, I think it really is all dependent. Their ranking going into March is all dependent on how they play in the Big East tournament. Sure. If yeah. they're a team that goes all the way to the finals, you may see them as get a 2-3 seed. Yeah. If you see them get bounced in the first round of the Big East tournament, well, then you probably see them as a 4-5 seed. Sure. If you see them win it, shoot. Creighton could be a one and probably will be a one. Yeah, I mean, if they have the kind of season that I think they're capable of, let's say they win 28 games before the Big East tournament and then they win the Big East tournament, like, yeah, you're going to have a hard time keeping them off the one line. Um, All right, my first question for you. Hit me. We were talking earlier. (laughs) uh, We were talking earlier about the power of sports documentaries. What is your all-time favorite sports documentary? Ooh. I know there's a lot of them. I, there is. When I was thinking about this, I came up with like six immediately. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on 
two. Okay. I'm waiting on the Cardinals 2011 World Series. Sports. Okay. There's got to be something made about David Freeze. Sure. Like, there yeah. has to be at some point. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting on the Blue Stanley Cup in 2019. Okay. Like, those are like big ones. My favorite so far, though, um, and maybe it's a little recency bias because I've seen it in the last two years, the captain. Okay. Derek with, Jeter. With Jeter. Okay. Um, I... I just love how he carried himself as a person and as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, there were moments, like, off the field where he was put into some, you know, uh, difficult situations as a young baseball player, yeah. I think he held his own really well. Mm-hmm. And I think he let his on-field uh, play speak for who he is as a person. And uh, I just really like uh, – I really like DJ in that regard. There you go. Uh, one of mine – so the – This is the last dance. Well, so – it's up there for sure. I love the last dance. I, I honestly think my favorite one though is was one of the original thirty for thirty runs that they did with um, with ESPN. The one about SMU Pony Excess about the SMU That's a good one. Uh, pay for play scandal. Ooh, you have me thinking about another one now too, but go ahead. The I've been fascinated with that my entire life. Like it's one of those things this is a weird comparison to make, uh, but I hope it makes sense. It's I feel almost the same way about SMU and Chernobyl in that it's something I heard about when I was younger Mm -hmm. and I was always fascinated by it. And I never like it always felt like, wait, there's no way that really happened or like, uh, okay, I understand it happened, but I really don't understand it. I've always wanted to learn more about it. Uh, Obviously. So like the the HBO miniseries on Chernobyl provided a lot of that for me, even though I get it was it was fictionalized, but it was a lot of it was really accurate. But the SMU Pony Excess documentary on ESPN was so satisfying because there was so much that I had wanted to know about it for so long. And there just isn't a ton – before that, there just wasn't a ton of information out there about mm-hmm. it except for just general, like, oh, they got the death penalty for paying players. And, like, that was it. But to get into the nitty-gritty of it was phenomenal for me. I loved that. The You had me thinking about, like, one-off things because the captain was a series. Yeah, yeah So yeah. now you have me thinking about just, like, one film. Mm-hmm. Uh Bad Sport, uh, which is the Arizona State sure. uh, basketball program. Like, that was just one film about them. Now, Bad Sport was a series, mm-hmm. uh, but that was one about them, and it was their gambling. Well, not really gambling. It was like utilizing NIL before NIL. Yeah. But they were gambling with big sharks in Vegas, which that always ha- – like, I'm always intrigued sure. by stuff like that. And then the uh, – oh, my gosh, it was on the tip of my tongue, and now I just forgot. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It was a 30 for 30. Football, basketball. I think it was basketball. Oh my goodness. Eh, well. Was it the Boston College one? Nope. Oh no, no, no. It was NBA. Malice at the Palace. Oh, that's yeah. Malice at the Palace was really good. That's also one of those other ones where you're like, did this really happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will have more of her at Hot Seat coming up next.